Hey, this is Asia Dang. And this is Laura Varney, and you're listening to Heavy Topics with Lightweights. All right. Hi, everyone. Hey. We're back. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> yeah. This coming weekend, I'm going to Vegas for like a faux bachelorette party. Oh. Because it's not really the bachelorette party. Which is the first kind of bachelorette party I've ever gone to. Have you been to one before? Bachelorette. I have. You have? I had to have. I haven't been to a bachelorette. I haven't been to... Whose bachelorette have I been to? Who's married? (laughs) Don't look at me. I don't know. My best friend back home, Alex, is married. Did she have a bachelorette? Oh, you know who I've been to is um, Darren's brother's wife Brittany uh-huh she had a bachelorette but she did like a five-day Miami bachelorette five days it was insane it was so much fun so you had to take off work for that mm-hmm oh my god that yeah. sounds like a large ask um you know I think certain people who are in certain circles have friends who can do those things right so if you have rich and don't have to work if you're rich you don't have to work or or no or if you own your business or, right yeah right, right. like Brittany has her own company yeah. so um she can kind of leave when she wants to kind of a thing but so the, it was amazing what did you guys just party so we stayed at the Soho house and Ooh. then we we did different things we did like really late delicious dinners every night we went to a club. You did a late dinner? So Who so, are you? Well, I mean, what else am I going to do if they're if everyone's got, like, they have, like, reservations at, like, 10 p.m. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm usually asleep. But, oh my God. so, a couple nights there were, like, club nights, and then I remember one night. Was, oh, yeah, I I know you. I knew you when you went to this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What do you mean? Now that of I'm talking to you. Well, I don't know. You've had a life before me, you know? I didn't have a life with Darren before you. Oh, yeah, I forgot. Darren. That um, was the key. I didn't have a life before, let's be honest. <laughs> no, but so we went, so one night we went out, we went to dinner, then went out to a club, and then the next day, we were like on the beach all day, and then had a late dinner, and all the girls went out, and keep in mind, they're all older than me, they're all like five to ten years older than me, mm-hmm. and they all went to the club that night, and I was like, sorry, I'm gonna go to my room. I gotta <laughs> like, sleep. Like, I can't do it. Well, especially if you're like out on the beach. Oh my, I get that sun. So exhausting. But one day we had a yacht. Ooh. And we went out all day on the boat, and that was so much fun. Even though I got seasick, I got so seasick. Oh, yeah. I I feel like I'm not meant to be on a boat. I love being on a boat. It's one of my favorite things. Really? I'd rather just be on the beach. I love both, but I love being on a boat. Like anytime I've traveled, like in Greece, that was one of my favorite days, was when Amanda and I were on the boat for a day. It was just, I don't know. I like it. Yeah. Anyways. Did you get her a, a bachelorette gift or something? Or was you going to the party? Her, we did gift? one of the nights we did like a lingerie thing, I think. Where you all bought her pieces of lingerie. Yeah. But other than that, I don't, it's been a while. It's been like five years, but I think it was more like everyone's paying to go to Miami for five days. So like yeah. that's the gift kind of a thing. Right. Right. I can't remember. It's just so interesting. It's like, it is crazy now that we're all in in this phase of our life where people are getting married. And it's just like, 
you have to pay for going to the wedding you have to pay for the bachelorette party you have to pay for the baby shower you have to pay for like there's every yeah, all these things you have really to pay expensive. for yeah. but when you're not married or don't have a baby you don't get shit yeah I feel no. like that's not fucking fair it's not and that's why we're gonna take care of that yeah actually my girlfriend Amanda and I have decided we're going to the title is to be determined but essentially it's wait why is it just your girlfriend Amanda and you? It's the three of us. Well, because Amanda and I have been talking about this since last year. Oh. That's all. So you just looped me in a week ago or a couple of weeks ago? Well, I mean, this is the first time we had like dinner together in a while. In a year? Not, I didn't say in a year. I said last year. Okay, fine. My girlfriend Amanda, Laura, and I. <laughs> Jesus. Fine, you're included. This is Fuck. really something I should be included in. <laughs> okay, so we're going to put on a party that's basically celebrating everyone's big accomplishments that do not include getting married or having a kid not that there's anything wrong with that but there's more to fucking life people than marriage and babies hmm. yeah all what things, are you saying all things hmm. yeah you knew this you wanted to be a part of our party no i'm saying just the statement you just made oh there's more to life right i'm saying yeah like everything um Everything deserves celebrating all the like right. really cool milestones. But we don't celebrate yeah. it unless it's marriage or babies. And that's not fucking fair. Yeah. Like what things are we thinking? I mean, I was going to throw myself a I'm a out of debt party. Oh, that definitely but, deserves I mean, now it's like past its time and I didn't have money at the time. So now I'm just going to lump it all into this party. I think that's a great reason to celebrate. So it's like maybe you bought a house. Maybe you got a new job. Maybe you got a raise. Maybe, you know, there's so many other things. Maybe you fucking like ran a marathon or Mm -hmm. I don't know, like followed the whole 30 completely in its entirety. So it's like these little things that we should be celebrating, but we don't because it has nothing to do with babies or marriage. And they're really not little things. They're pretty big things. No, exactly. I'm into it. Anyways... Ooh, that got me kind of angry. Ooh, yeah, you got feisty. Jesus Christ. It just reminds me of that one Sex in the City episode with Carrie when she goes to a baby shower and she loses her money. Oh, and they make it seem like it's no big deal, like she's ridiculous for being upset about it. I'm yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? And then she goes on and tallies all the things, all the gifts she's bought for this girl mm-hmm. whose house, like where her shoes got lost, were. And it's like, okay, I paid for all this shit and you cannot pay me back for the Manolos that you lost at your party because you made me take your fucking my shoes off because your baby yeah anyways but also we take shoes off in my house because it is an Asian household I love a house free or a shoe free household I do think about Gus his paws so lately I've been after a walk I wipe his paws because I'm like I take my shoes off at mm-hmm. the door and walk barefoot in my house because I don't want to track in like the nastiness of my shoes but he's stepping in all the shit on the sidewalk yeah. that we're passing over so I walk I wipe my dog's paws every single time we go out but yeah. we're also in like where you live is much okay it used Hold to be up. cleaner <laughs> well at least you have where I live is fucking disgusting it's not as disgusting as downtown ew not as disgusting as downtown like when we took the dogs to houston i was like grass yeah clean sidewalk what is this life yeah it is crazy and then we live in like in la where we pay fucking three thousand dollars a month for an apartment that we don't even own and the streets are dirty there's traffic everywhere there's homeless people everywhere 
And it's like, They're is this really like the best place? On the sidewalk. <laughs> yeah. And then we're walking over. But it. we're paying a premium to live in this fucking city, and it's a piece of shit. Huh? Isn't that weird? Maybe that's. And we both about come us. from like clean, like your. We come yeah, from clean places. Very clean places. Yeah. And we're here. It's weird. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about it because now that I'm in the phase of time to save for a house, mm. the question is, where do I want to live? Mm, yeah. And I don't necessarily, and I don't think I want to live in LA, but I also don't know where I would go. I know. The only other place outside of LA that I could think of is overseas, unless it's Hawaii. I mean, I would love to go home to Hawaii, but I'm too broke for that shit. Like Hawaii is really expensive. Is it, it's more expensive than here? I think, I think like, yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, because a lot of things have to be shipped in Mm. that we can easily get here, but also like school-wise, the Hawaii public school system is just is so bad so we would have or I would want my children to go to Puno which is where I graduated from which is from kindergarten through 12th grade it's like $25,000 a year from starting at kindergarten so I don't got that kind of money well I don't have really uh... well that's where the cycle of debt started Mm. so that would be the only place that I would want to move but $25,000 a year for 12 years for two children? My brother didn't go to Pano. Oh, either (laughs) way, just for you. Yeah, I know. Holy shit. I mean, I'm definitely, I'm definitely blessed. And actually, when I go to Hawaii, I'm going to go to Hawaii next month. I actually want to interview the president of our school because the cool thing about my school is that their goal is to be zero, net zero. Um, I think by 2025 so only producing the same amount of energy that they're able to make that's amazing which I think is really cool because we're in this like phase of we're in my opinion governments and you know cities and communities aren't doing enough to combat global warming which is real by the way I don't like the fact that you have to say that is hysterical (laughs) let's just say that but again can't afford it so yeah at that point where else would I live I know, that's what I'm saying. It's either, because, well, not even necessarily L.A. I don't think it has to be L.A., but somewhere in Southern California. Like, you could go a little bit out of here. The problem is you'd just be thriving here, but, like... Yeah, I mean, if I'm moving out of L.A., I would rather just move out of L.A. County versus having to commute two hours to see you and have dinner. Not that I would not do that but you know no, I know saying? that's a bitch but I would it's like overseas is the only other option yeah oh but you like Canada yeah Brian and I were actually talking about Vancouver for a little bit yeah but I mean because it's kind of like San Francisco Seattle-ish yeah but that's also like a major <laughs> that's like a super major move you like New York I don't know if I would want to live in New York, though. I, don't, I would not want to live And in New especially York. we cannot afford New York. Like, our apartment right now would at least be $10,000 in New York. Yeah, it's so ridiculous. Yeah. Anyways. It's tough. That's why people get stuck here, because there are certain things about L.A., or at least Southern California, that are really great. Yeah. And we get used to it, and then we're like, oh, no. Where else would I go? Well, and plus, all like, for me, all my friends, like, you guys are here. Yeah. Whereas all of Brian's really close friends are in Houston. Mm. And I only have a few friends in Hawaii. And Brian doesn't have any friends in Hawaii. So I think that also plays a factor into it too. Because I feel like I'm a little bit more flexible than Brian. But Brian is um, 
very quiet, so he wouldn't be... It'd be harder. It'd be harder for him to meet new people. Eh, It'd be hard for you to meet new people too, let's be honest. But yeah, I mean, when I leave my house... (laughs) Not that you aren't fantastic, but you don't really love socializing. Yeah, but I'm saying like if I were to go to a gym or something, I could make more friends easier than Brian. Yes. There's just so many like... Like, who knew <laughs> Find, like buying a house would be emotionally so difficult? Yeah. Like, on that kind of terms. It's different for us because I think, like, with our parents' generation, it's like they li- – like, my dad moved to where my mom lived and just happened to meet her there. He moved there for work. Yeah. And then she didn't want to leave her hometown. So right. they just, like, settled there. Right, right, right. But with us, it's like we all left our hometowns yeah. kind of a thing. So it's like, where the fuck do we go and, like, settle our lives and have a family? Yeah. It's a totally different situation than, like, you moving down the street in Hawaii and being like, okay, this is where we'll be. Yeah. Right? It's, it's so, so different. It is so different. We have so many options that it makes it hard. Hard, yeah. That's so yeah. true. Hmm. Anyways, life dilemma, but yeah, but today we have a really cool guest on the podcast. Yeah. So, uh, my friend TJ, he actually, I met him through my boyfriend, Brian, cause he is, I'm just going to say to make it easy. He's a physical therapist and he works a lot within the dance community and he's been working with me personally on a couple of physical issues, but, um, his story is really really interesting super inspiring and he is honestly has one of the like kindest most positive souls of anyone I've ever met I mean if I was hit in his situation I would have it would have taken me at least two years to like want to get out of bed I think one of my favorite points of this podcast is that with any type of whether it's an injury or a mental illness or anything like that you're attitude and how you approach it is really changes the outcome right yeah so a lot of times we like to think especially with like physical ailments that it is just about the physical body and like what we do with that but in all actuality it has so much to do with like our attitude going into fixing the problem yeah because if you go into if you have some crazy injury and some life or some life-threatening disease and you go into it with a negative attitude, then that's going to affect the outcome in a totally different way. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I feel like now that we're older, we can definitely see that too. And it's not to say that you always have to be positive and always have to be happy. No. But you also have to realize that your thought goes a long way. Yeah, your energy, for sure. Yeah. Anyways, we're really excited for you guys to listen. Yeah. I think it's spiel time, Laura. It is. So remember to subscribe to the podcast, rate and review. We love reading your reviews. It really does mean a lot to us. Actually, should we read one today? Yeah, I was just going to say. We didn't do it last week. So I do will. we have any new I'm, ones? I think we do, actually. We do. I mean, we always have them. Also, let us know if you guys are like digging the audio better in this season because we're filming in our houses versus in a proper studio. And we feel like there's a difference. So let us know which one you prefer. Okay. I'm going to read a short one. Okay. Um, So we have a new one. Well, it's not brand new, but it's from December. 
Oh, I mean, that was still that was like post, two months after. Yeah, that was on That's our break. That's cool. So, okay. Um, Love This is the title. Aww. Nicole without the H. And it's listening to Asia and Laura feels like hanging out with friends. They're so authentic discussing serious topics, yet at the same time, keep the tone light and fun. It's because we're drunk and because we're light and fun. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> All right. Subscribe, rate, review, follow us on Instagram at Heavy Topics. Love ya. Bye. Bye. Thanks for being here. No, thank you for having me. Long time listener, first time guest. Yes. <laughs> Listening through my girlfriend. Yay. Yay. And I listen Shout to out. We love her. What's her name? Hannah. Hannah. Thank you, Hannah. Thank you, Hannah, for being one of the few people who listen to her. One of our 12 listeners. Yes, we appreciate no, it. No, more than 12. Bro. 13. <laughs> so today, we are, well, first of all, we're drinking Prosecco. Which is, I feel, very something we've never done before. Are we being bougie? Is this bougie? I guess. But we are drinking out of mason jars. So. But you know what? This was TJ's idea. Yeah, the Prosecco was TJ's so idea. So you're bougie. Mm, I don't drink much or I don't <laughs> drink often. So maybe a little. Maybe you are. Who knows? <laughs> Good. We're okay with it. So um, I know TJ through my boyfriend, Brian. And you guys danced together? Uh, I just knew him from the dance community. From the dance community. And then I met you at a dance event yeah, where arena. you were doing physical therapy on the dancers. Yeah, we were doing my group Offset Med was there. So yeah. we're taking care of dancers backstage. It's like a very new kind of a, a thing because usually there's not people at the events taking care of dancers. So it was like a nice service. And that's where mm-hmm. we finally like, oh. Yep. And we taught, and we've been working for a couple months, yeah. five, about six? five months, yeah. On my like TMJ. Oh, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And then yeah. now that I'm training for my half marathon, we've been working on stretches and stuff mm-hmm. to make sure I don't break myself. Yeah. Wait, how's that going? Wait, are you doing it too with her? No, no, I'm not doing it. But I am a personal trainer, so I. Oh. Do, I go to physical therapy once a week. Oh, so there's stuff we could discuss yes, too. Oh, we could all discuss to, stuff. Lots to discuss. <laughs> yes, for sure. But I wanted you on uh, specifically to talk about your, like your, I guess, personal and physical journey. Okay. Because I think it's really interesting. So start from the beginning. <laughs> start from the beginning. Because you didn't know about all that stuff till like last time. Yeah. Like, and you're like, oh. Like what happened with you, and yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's what it was, right? I mean, I didn't ask it like that. No, 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 no not, I mean, not like that. But, <laughs> but it was just you? like it was like I think was it because you didn't want to ask me straightforwardly, or how? Yeah, I don't even know how yeah. that came up. And you was like, okay. And yeah, then, I know. I don't even know how it came up either. I think you were talking about your injury, and mm-hmm. I asked, "How did you get injured?" Okay, so yeah. where I am now, it's because of what happened. So. My injury was right after I graduated high school in 2003. That sounds so long ago. <laughs> so uh, I broke my spine in a car accident with my friends. Um, um, from that accident, I was paralyzed from the neck down. Wow. Um, it was weird, the timing of that accident. Cause, so it, it was on a very last-minute trip. We were So it was right before I was supposed to start college. So it was my car. I was the only one I could drive because it was stick shift. So I drive up to SF. We leave in the morning, get there Friday, 
and then hang out or as you're driving I did all the driving so I was like I don't know like what's like eight hours to go up so yeah like eight hours so like 12 hours at least of driving I just needed some rest so I told my friend hey like this is how you drive stick shift I don't care if you, you know, break my car right now it's fine I just need like a couple hours of rest he took over and he I told him like a couple hours I just need a couple hours just like a power nap and he wanted he was being nice and then about probably like an hour and a half away up in what is, what is like on the five from LA is he, he went way past what he was he should have been doing and then he fell asleep rolled the car oh my god so the area where they rolled the car is like a ditch and just like farmland the one the, from the police reports they said the car rolled 10 times um we noticed because there was a trucker that was there the whole time watching it because if it wasn't for him there was no like no one else on the road so he, he called in for an ambulance on this on a cb radio which that was kind of cool so we were off on the side and i don't know what happened so like i like i woke up just kind of dazed confused and then in the car in the car like coughing because like dirt glass all this stuff and i just realized i couldn't move it was just very numb numb and cold and then i was like hey can you guys pull me out you guys okay (laughs) you guys good how's my car like uh for them like it's weird because from my point of view it's just like oh how's the car you guys good like but from them, their point of view, they're looking at me. I'm like just like bleeding out. I look like crap. And so like, you're you're in where in the car? I was in, in the, the back seat in the back car. Seat. And then the two friends down. are in the front. So mm-hmm. what would it be? I guess the top of the car was fa- was facing down, mm-hmm. and you were facing up. Which was weird because if I would have been like sitting up, so I was laying down when it happened. So if I was sitting up, I would have got crushed because from oh. what they said, they couldn't tell where what was in the car. I can't. It's just it's just cold, numb. I'm just I was tired, or I thought I was tired. So until I asked them from their point of view, like, hey, what happened that night? They're like, oh, you're bleeding out. I don't know if you're like I was like, oh, just being. I'm just tired. Let me sleep. Let me sleep. From their view, I was bleeding out. Like you're about blood. to die. Yeah, I was yeah. losing a lot of blood. Where was the blood coming from? Just I don't I don't really know. Like everywhere. Everywhere. Wow. So I was just they said I was in like a pool of my own blood. Which was like a crazy stuff. But you weren't in pain. You were just sleepy. Nah. I was just sleepy and numb. I couldn't feel anything. No movement. Just like even my eyes were kind of like, what's going on? Just dust. Just I just I feel like I just had I ate like mud. It's like bleh, bleh, mm-hmm. coughing. By the time I got to the hospital, my mom was there, and I was saying sorry because I I just told my mom, oh I'm gonna just go hang out with my friends. I'll be back mm-hmm. in a couple of days. Not knowing that we went on a full on road trip. It's like sorry, sorry. She's like, no, it's okay, no worry. Like, and then, because she—that's the first time she's ever seen me in that like any type of like injury. I wasn't in a hospital prior to that. Yeah, that's got to be the hardest thing for a mother to see their child like. Oh, Especially because I lied imagine. and I felt bad. I was like, yeah, but I'm she's so... not. She's not worried about that yeah, at that point. She's just making sure you're okay. So my friends called her and just said over an accident. So she thought I like broken a leg or something small. She comes like. It was crazy. So I got going to surgery. And I was Did like, anyone tell you what was happening mm-hmm. while this was ha- well while it was happening, or no. you're just like I'm in the hospital and something happened? Yeah, I'm in the hospital. Something happened. Like it was like I, st- I guess because we were minors, I guess, or I guess the condition I was in. I didn't think I was gonna make it through or anything. That's very like they were talking over there. How long? How long after you first entered the hospital? It must have been a day or two. Yeah, so I got transferred from the ICU 
to another hospital nearby so that my my vital signs were stable and then that's when like the doctor came like do you know what happened like all like all that that info which i was like yeah, accidents i was like okay cool so like so you broke your you broke your neck you broke your spine c4 c5 level and you're paralyzed from neck down and they're like oh okay like well i think it was my mom or brother like he's gonna walk or it's, it's like two percent chance maybe four i don't know we don't we can't tell it's really high i was like oh okay it didn't hit me i was still trying to just like figure out like breathing eating all that right. stuff so I was like, like basics yeah that's cool cool and then like i remember my my family just looking at me like you okay i'm like yeah like yeah, let's eat <laughs> like yeah i mean how do you even process that kind of information yeah, oh my gosh so wait this is right after high school so how old are you now currently? i'm i am 34 i'll okay. be 35 next week you're 34 yeah oh i had no idea i thought you were way younger than me for some reason lotion lymphatic <laughs> sunscreen <laughs> asian skin yeah that's true i've been on it a lot more lately yeah right. and I <laughs> you look good spoiler alert he walked in here so yeah that worked out <laughs> wait we weren't supposed to tell them that. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. get back to the story all right okay, so, so i'll kind of jump from i guess yeah. from when they told me so from that point on, from not being able to walk, and then they, I ch- doing the gnawing, a whole slew of stuff happened to me. Uh, my lungs collapsed. I had infections on top of infections. I had a, I was allergic to latex, which I had no allergies to anything before. I had, I'm trying to see, I had, a, I had a pressure sore. So for people with any type of paralysis like usually when you sit down for too long you get that weird feeling that move that's your body telling you move because you you know so for people that don't have any feeling if they're on on a certain if they just sit in one place for too long too much pressure they could break their skin so i broke my skin because that was it's just so interesting because you're like a really happy person i mean this is laura's first time meeting you and i think you can like kind of tell yeah right off the bat were there any moments where like you were felt bad about yourself or about the situation and you were really like sad or depressed about it yeah no actually it's weird because i had so many people that come came to visit me i didn't know that would like i impacted them so much that it was always like there's always a fun moment like friends coming talking even like if they when they came they felt a little like i'm like what's going on get your ass like get your ass over here like why like still here you know like so so the Such funny a thing, great attitude. the funny thing is, cause my attitude was so like always happy. I've had like multiple like psychiatr- like psychiatrists come in, <laughs> and like you okay? You know what happened? Like right. you know what's going on? I'm like yeah, yeah, how are you doing today? Like <sighs> what's going on with you? Like they're like, what is this kid? Like I guess they've never seen someone in that type of situation. So do you think that you like processed your emotions, or do you think it's like the whole Asian? guy thing of not saying anything is wrong with you hmm. I don't I did process my my emotions but I think I was just so ready like what's next what are we doing next is that a right. thing what's the Asian, solution Asian men not wanting to talk about yeah I mean my dad had prostate cancer and never told us until he was fine what wow. <laughs> yeah I know what a, what a fucking asshole <laughs> but yeah that's it's crazy. like yeah that's crazy hmm. Um, I didn't think about like that, like, like the whole Asian man thing. I was just, I mean, they told me all the information, so like, that point I was like, all right, like, 
let's just get on with whatever we could yeah, do. Yeah, you're kind of like, it could always be worse and you're still there. So You're like, yeah. what is the solution? Stop telling me what's wrong with me. What can I do? Even though they kept saying there is no real solution at that time, time and place. So how long were you in the hospital? About six months. Holy shit. It was supposed to be shorter, but I've slowly kept getting better. Like my condition of like little movement here or like I got over that illness, like some kind of infection or something. So like there's there's reasons why they extended my stay. So I just kept getting movement back. What was the little movement? Like your toe moving or your finger moving or something like that? So they do this test where they poke you with like a, with the needle. One's mm-hmm. like a soft side, one's a dull side. And they do that like weekly just to see what comes in. And I was just like, I can feel it now. It hurts. Stop wow. it. Wow. So like they start from like your face. Like is that sharp or dull? Sharp, dull. And they go all and they do that. Like after I was like, whoa, I felt something. Cool. And where was the first place on your body that you felt it? Do you I remember? Think it was my chest area. And I was just like, because before I just felt like some just pressure. So now I was like, oh, I felt it. Okay, cool, cool. So what were you doing? Were you doing anything like mentally thinking, okay, toe, move or something throughout your stay? Like in Kill Bill. Yeah. Yeah. You know where she's in the van and she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like willing her big toe to move. She's like, yeah. The funny thing is I did watch Kill Bill. I think it was around that time where I, it was in my head and I was like, oh, let me just like those long nights. Cause I was, I'm not a night person. So like, I I would just be like, oh, wait, cool. Is that movement? Is that movement? Okay, cool. Wait, wait. I felt something. So, but are they not freaking out, excited that your toe moves? Uh, I, I mean, know. they told you you had a two percent chance of. Yeah, like again. if I'm your nurse or anyone involved with you, and you're completely paralyzed from the neck down, and your toe moves, I'm freaking out. But maybe that's because I'm not a doctor and don't get it. I don't know. I mean, I that's would a freak big deal, too. right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so. In the movies, they would totally have freaked out. Were you oh, freaking out? Like, no, I was. I was like, "Yo, it's time!" Like, I was just like, I just hyped myself up. I'm like, all right, now I want to stay up all night. But I did have therapy in the mornings. Like, all right, I forced myself, and I kind of showed the therapist. Like, oh, cool. Even, but they're excited. They were like trying to be overexcited because they don't want to like bring your hopes up. Or yeah, right. You know? That makes so sense. So I was like, oh, cool. Like, what'd you do? I was like, I don't know. I just, just, you just kept, moved it. I just moved it. They're like, oh, just keep doing it. Whatever you're doing, keep doing it. Like. Like it was like timing of things, I guess. Where I was just and me, just like, oh, cool. All right, let me try something else. And it kept improving. Laura and I are huge proponents of therapy. Whether it's working through big T trauma or continuing your journey of self-growth, speaking to a licensed therapist can give you clarity. I first started seeing a therapist 10 years ago after a breakup and still use the tools I learned in those sessions in my current relationship today. However, with $200 hourly rates or sitting in traffic for hours to get to the office, therapy has taken a backseat. Enter BetterHelp. BetterHelp makes professional counseling accessible, affordable, and convenient. Services are available to clients worldwide, and you can message your counselor anytime and schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without leaving the comforts of your own home and at more than half the price of traditional therapy. When I signed up, I filled out a couple questions on their website, and an hour later, I was matched with Cecilia. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com lightweights. Join over 800,000 people taking charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. 
H-E-L-P.com slash lightweights for 10% off. I think it's a lot of people in your situation, I think would have given up on everything. Like it's really easy to get depressed over someone telling you you're paralyzed, you're in a car accident and you will never walk again. But don't you think that, I mean, for sure, you definitely think that your mindset has so much to do with it. And I'm sure you see that with your patients now too, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about later. But yeah, I was just I was always a happy kid. I think that 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 helped out. And yeah, the fact that just every day it's like someone there, like friends. It wasn't just like family; like friends came in every other day. Uh, it was just as as long as I had friends there and they made it fun, or I could like do something to lighten their mood up. Because I don't want to be you're like down because of me. Like thanks for coming. Don't be sad. So it kind of helped me out. Um, yeah, so six months at the hospital. And at that point, when you leave the hospital, are you fully walking? No, I'm, uh, by that point, I'm still in a power chair. Uh, very weak legs. And my friends are, like, helping me get around. I could walk, like, five, ten steps before, like, I just kind of collapse. Mm. And during that time, we were still living in an apartment. So it was a little, like, rough for us. So I had, like, friends and family kind of just carry me up and down. When you did move out and you are taking those five to ten steps or whatever after the hospital, is your back and neck in pain at this point, or mm. it's more just like because you could feel your this part of yeah, your neck, right? Yeah, I could feel right? back here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only pains I had was probably I just would spasm a lot. Uh, yeah, and I'm controlling like pain. I kind of just built the tolerance. Like if every week they keep poking you, it's just like well, I know it's, it's painful then it's kind of just pain's always there so it was just it's just i just built my pain tolerance up from having no pain to having pain in my head's like at least i could feel pain right at least you can feel something even like from like things returning it was it was from like nothing to like a buzzing feeling then things were really hot then really cold then just always in pain to like not kind of in pain and just kind of like there's something always like this is like a back of your head like there's pain always and then i'll try to mess around so like but when i go home like just sitting in the shower i was like hmm let's see if i could ramp up this pain process just put it in the water to hot and i just waited i see the steam coming up in my head like, like i know she hurt it yeah it's like okay i should stop like my feet's turning red and all of a sudden like a delayed reaction i'm just like just mind-numbing pain i was like okay that's good all right. So at least you're like putting yourself through pain in order to see if you can feel pain. Mm-hmm. Kind of just kind of testing myself. Like. But it's just like a delayed feeling. Yeah, That's so it came so afterwards. So it's like, yeah. oh, I'm good now. Boom. Like, oh, crap. I'm not in the shower anymore. Third like, degree burns. Right. Is that how it is to this day? Or after, now that you're walking, it's, it's okay? It's not as delayed now. So, uh, yeah, like every normal sensation, pretty, pretty all around because i've been doing a lot of the holistic things and a lot of courses so oh we'll get, i guess we're moving to that point so i do that stint of therapy and then I actually i went back into outpatient therapy and i was doing that and the stuff they're showing me was very like just movement based like do this do that it's like well i can't do that like at that point i kind of like the very like problem solving minds like i'm just gonna go to the gym and just figure it out Sorry. Okay. So like, I, I stopped going to outpatient therapy. I just went to the gym. I started just figuring just out. Just doing things that you could do. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, hey, just drop me off. I'm gonna just do something. Come back an hour. If 
I need you just come in and pick me up off the floors and I'll <laughs> let me just figure out something uh, at that point I could walk a little bit more I'm like I'm in crutches someone's gonna help me if not I'll just right. yell help so right right <laughs> so someone's gonna help the guy in crutches mm-hmm. yeah something something nice I mean there's a lot more people that, that helped me out and I got to meet a lot of people at the gym through that, yeah. at the gym out in Fontana so, so are you concentrating on like strengthening your legs or your core while you're at the gym or what are some of the things that you're specifically working on at that time I just wanted to move like just like normal day movements like side to side front and back just being able to sit down in a chair up and down like little basic weights I didn't I didn't really work out prior to then I was actually like a big fat kid and all throughout before like I lost a good like 50 60 pounds from the hospital because all they kept feeding me was like things that look like mashed potato and those are, so like so like I'm not a mashed potato fan till this day like, I'll still eat it eat yeah just that soft puree thing so I was like well I'm not gonna eat that so and they bring me like insurers like I'm not drinking that mm-hmm. either so I just lost it always side note blows my mind that they give people insure at the hospital because there's so much garbage and that it's like all chemicals I mean, you know they probably have some kind of like partnership with these hospitals. It's just sad yeah. because it's like you're dealing with sick people, people who are trying to recover from things, and then you're feeding them garbage. Like, I mean, what? but you know, we've had this conversation on the podcast before. That's just like how American healthcare, healthcare is. Yep. System. Yeah, it's That's, so backwards. It's, and, it's, but everyone it, who we've talked to that has been in the hospital has said how amazing the nurses have been. Yeah. Yes. The nurses yes. are like the they're like the front line. They're it. like angels. Yeah, mm-hmm. I still I still keep in touch with a couple of them, even from awesome. like then. Oh wow, so, yeah. it's like ten years I, later. Because they still they're still at the rehab hospital, they're still working there. Yeah. So yeah, so like yeah, I lost a lot of weight. I was not as like I guess athletic. So this was like my tan- chance to do stuff. Now I was like, oh look, I am thin. This is great. <laughs> because I'm thin because I'm just like kind of sick or like you know <laughs> so kind of messing around trying to just get back to walking where I could kind of be independent myself so I could start back on my life track of just school just wanted to be in school so we get into occupational therapy the assistant school it's and it was really easy for me because I could connect the dots of everything that we did so I was like all right through your experience you were, it was easy for you to learn what they were talking about because you had gone through it yep and i could also help out my my classmates because they'd never seen a lot of them never even seen occupational therapy or a person with a disability to that point so it was a very good like lab i was saying not lab rat but like a lab, lab partner yeah. lab partner <laughs> yeah was, so you're walking at this point i'm walking with a cane at that point so i did the power chair i was able to push myself in the wheelchair for a bit I was on like those four old old people crutches mm-hmm. with the little tennis balls in the back. Yeah. Which I know why they have it. So because the rubber feet on the crutches, it gets caught on stuff. But a tennis ball, smooth. Mm. My dog loves to chase those. Oh really? <laughs> so like my dog is obsessed with balls. So when in when a person walks by in a walker, he starts attacking the walker, and the person always like. Usually I mean, it's like he's an not older, a small dog. and they like freak, they get scared, and I'm like, I swear he's not trying to attack you. He just wants the Aww. tennis ball. What kind of it's dog? Really sad. He's an English bulldog. Aww. He's a chunk. He's a monster. I mean, that's anyway. so cool is that you were in a hospital bed, <laughs> and now you've like graduated. It's you keep on graduating to where now you're walking without anything, <laughs> and just like 
in occupational therapy, you've already been on the side of the patient. So you're able to relate to them so much, which mm-hmm. I bet makes their experience so much better. Right? Yeah, because it's so foreign when you're hurt going through rehab. Yeah. It's like a lot of times, a lot of therapists, they never have to, they just read about it or you learn about it, but actually going through it, like it's like, oh, you got the empathy side. Mm-hmm. And just having your own experience, like, oh, I want to make it better for the person. Mm-hmm. So. That I already had that advantage over people. So I was already driving, walking around. Driving was a really big step for my mom. She was like, you sure you want to start driving again? Right. It's like, like ever again? Ever, yeah. You okay? Like, I'm okay driving. I was like, no, I need my independence. Like, we're, we move way further from my friends. I still want to be with them. They help me out. Like, I didn't drive. It's okay. I'll be yeah. okay. And you still hang out with the friends that you were in the accident with? Yeah, and then we also meet on the day of the accident every year we Aww. try to and we just have dinner and hang out we're still close friends yeah so that's fun that's like our second thanksgiving that's yeah. nice yeah that's okay awesome. so you're in school for occupational therapy assistant mm-hmm. and then what happens from there so during that time i'm with my friends that are they're part of a dance crew and then they became quest crew so i started helping them out with things and like my knowledge of stuff was when they're on TV shows and booking gigs. I'm like, oh, like working on like just the little stuff that I, I learned from college, like range of mo- motion, stretching, like just therapeutic touch, like massage type of stuff. So during that time, I started taking care of more friends. And that's where like all the other dancers came around. Like I was like, oh, like, like just word of mouth, like, hey, TJ does some stuff. So the first thing I took was the kinesiology taping class mm-hmm. through, through rock tape. And that's where. I took a class. Her her name is Shantae Cofield. She goes by the Movement Maestro on IG. She she was the teacher. Yeah. She, <laughs> so she's like a good friend. She was the, she was the one that was teaching that course, and she just blew my mind on health of like, oh, you're it doesn't matter if you're a PT, OT, trainer, like anything, just there to help people. This is how kinesiology taping works. Before that, I was like, oh, you're taping muscles, and this is like it's movement. You're using it as a training tool, and that's what's like that's when like. I went down this rabbit hole of like just helping people moving and it's like okay cool like so I started to take another class that she took because I just loved the way she taught and she just had all this great information and I was like okay so I started taking classes and I was like why don't I just start taking other classes too why do I have to just be in the OT field so I started taking like PT classes movement classes just like like health and wellness and eventually got to the lymphatic stuff which was just recently uh, uh, the person that teaches this his name is Dr. Perry, Dr. P- Perry Nicholson. He goes by Stop Chasing Pain on IG. I oh, know I could I could name drop stuff. Yeah, for sure. So yeah. Yeah, actually, we want to get all of these from you after, so we can put them in the show notes. Okay. This is really good information. So. Sh- Stop chasing pain. Yeah. That's a really yeah. That's a cool name. That's uh, uh, so Shante or the Movement Maestro. She, that's one of her mentors. So I was like kind of going up her chain of like trying to like figure out movement which is crazy because it's always changing Mm -hmm. it's not just one thing that's going on there's you got to look at this whole balance of stuff which is funny because my dad was a acupuncturist and chinese chinese herbal like medicine doctor but i didn't know what the crap was going on when i was little he's just like doing stuff i see acupuncture cupping red light therapy all the stuff that i'm, I'm doing now that's incredible i was exposed to it so i know like it's not a, such like whoa like when people see it it's like oh yeah i see it he just did give me he couldn't explain it very well he was still very 
all eastern knowledge of things so Mm -hmm. which kind of sucks that i should have asked more questions before Mm -hmm. like my parents split but but my mom knows a little bit about it because she worked for my dad it's it's just been around the family just helping people so like i took the lymphatics course by stop chasing pain and that's where that's around the time where i we i ran into you with brian at Mm -hmm. the dance event Mm -hmm. and after taking that course i was so excited i was like oh let me try this out and that's what i came right right after this class to see like hey i took this class let me just try it out on you see like because i had have i guess tmj i just call it like lockjaw where i can't Mm -hmm. really move my jaw and uh i mean it i think it may have taken us like two meetings to really get figure out what worked but Mm -hmm. even just like simple tapping of the face to loosen up all the fashion stuff really helped and like just drain everything just because you think that something's wrong with my jaw i have someone's people are like you have to do boat you can do botox you need to you know wear a mouth guard all this stuff but really all we were doing was tapping my face at like certain loosening points loosening up what's tight right yeah and just not even like pressing it but literally right. like a light tap mm-hmm. and that was one of the things that helped tremendously and then cupping around my face helped so my i like to say or i guess i heard it from someone else but more isn't better better is better so Mm. some people need that really deep pressure hard but i don't like doing that so if i kind of do it in a softer way so i think you said before like you do it's it's very different from other people yeah i mean because i went i've seen tried to see so many people from my lockjaw and i'd have i'd have therapists literally dig their thumb into my mouth where I would start to cry inside right inside outside everything and TJ has not done that once for me and his is the one that's worked just seeing how the stuff that worked for me I figured if it works for me with my body being all jacked up I know it's jacked up jacked up as it is like if it worked for me there's some there's if there's a some chance it could work for someone else I'm gonna try it and if it works let's let's build from there so when you were going through physical therapy did they do did you have lymphatic massage done on you no no you didn't really know about it yet uh no not a lot of people were actually people still now i mean i feel like it's now just becoming really popular yeah i just now recently started hearing about it stuff yeah like i guess this was like eight years ago yeah yeah I have another question just going back because mm-hmm. I feel like you're very nonchalant about this. About walking again? <laughs> but it's like, okay, you were told that you had 2% chance that you would ever walk again. You were paralyzed from your neck down and all of a sudden you're walking. Whether you're with a, using a cane or not, you're walking and you're like participating in life like a yeah, person who hadn't been... <laughs> Um, I mean, I stub my toe and I cry for like three months. So are your, I don't even know what to tell you. Are your parents freaking out? Or, or, or is your mom freaking out? Are your friends <laughs> freaking out? Are you are you just like acting like everything's normal? Hmm. My I put my mom through so much. Even now, because I do a lot of races and adaptive. I guess just call them adaptive races, like Spartan races, stair races. I've done a mini triathlon, and so I. I stress her out all the time already. <laughs> like she thinks that you doing all this will hurt your body. She just wants to be me to be nice and safe. Yeah, I, don't know, right. I think maybe she's just in her ways like just just stay put. 
like you're okay now like don't do crazy stuff that's gonna hurt you but in my head it's like it's not really crazy stuff because all these different types of races people do it just on a weekend and a regular it's a regular thing like marathons you know like stair races barn races so in my head it's like why is it crazy stuff to me especially when people look on the outside in like oh you're doing such crazy stuff like that's amazing it's like is it because i'm disabled like i'm still trying to live my life like there's no set path of like oh i'm disabled i have to do this like why you do, like anything outside of it's like wow it's amazing i'm like no i train for it that's why i do right. these things that's true actually it doesn't seem crazy to me that you do it however i could see from your mother's point of view her <laughs> wanting you to like stay in a room and never move and be safe forever now because she's witnessed you know mm -hmm. and i'm still her baby so of course so it I, makes sense but no i don't i think it's amazing that you do that i'm just wondering if like you ever have this feeling of like oh my god i'm walking and i you know i wasn't supposed to be i i just kind of live my day a day at a time and that's actually i i, I started a blog and that's what it's called one day at a time just because it's you could do always something do something better the next day to mm -hmm. just get forward so that was always in my head like oh i didn't do this maybe i'll try it again tomorrow or like oh i had that thing i couldn't do but i did this so like every day it's like a reset you know what i honestly wonder if it's kind of like an asian thing because not to compare you walking again to my like shit <laughs> but even when i have like big big things going on in my life I won't even mention it to people or when I do it's like okay whatever like time to move on mm -hmm. it's so true by the way personal life and business life because with Brian no none of our friends I'm one of your very best friends yeah and none of us knew that she was dating anyone and all of a sudden she was just like oh yeah by the way I have a boyfriend <laughs> <laughs> out of nowhere like never said anything about it until like at one point, we, we were in a position where we were going to be around him or something. And she, like, we didn't know. Or you'll have, like, some crazy commercial happening. And I'm like, oh, what's the audition for? What's the commercial? And you're like, oh, no, no, whatever. It doesn't matter. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. So I'm wondering. So maybe it is an Asian thing. Even, like, I'm trying to think of, like, even in high school with my dad. Because my dad's the Asian one, obviously. Mm -hmm. And he would just be like, oh, yeah, good job. Like. <laughs> yeah, it might or like be, my popo. I know she loves me, but she'll never say that she loves me. It's just like a uh, thing where it's a cultural thing. Yeah, yeah, maybe it's like a cultural. A thing. little, yeah, a little bit of it was that, but I felt like for me, I felt like everyone else was doing such great things because I felt like I was just stuck. I had to do the rehab. That's what, like personally, and I was like, all these people are doing, like they're getting jobs, married. Like I just felt like I was stuck. So like I never thought as my little. My little victories is such a big deal until now when I look back like, oh, yeah. Like, and now at this point, like, I know every victory is a victory. It doesn't matter what everyone has. Everyone's starting at a different time. There's no, like, set time of what you're supposed to do, what's going on. So, like, all that's changed now. But back then, I was just, I kept comparing myself to, like, friends doing this. Whatever could go wrong will go wrong. And I'm okay with that. And I kind of just let it go because if I keep thinking about it, it's just, like, no use. So, it's, like. I just keep moving forward which is funny because my girlfriend was reading a bunch of these like self-help books it's like you do all this stuff but you can't explain it i'm like i can't it's very internal like even like watching people on youtube something like to me a lot of those motivational things is very 
they're just shouting at you to do it and you just like okay 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 now i'll do it i'll do it like a like a gary b like mm-hmm. tony robbins people they're like you could do it well. like and then everyone just feels like they get scared to do it we're like for me I'm like that just sounds annoying as fuck no just- i totally agree <laughs> and i can understand why certain people might relate to that and it might speak to them but everyone is so all about the whole gary v and tony robbins kind of a motivational speaker thing and it just it's a total turnoff for me I'm like I don't I don't know I don't respond to that way. No. I've never I only watched it's not inspiring. I to think me. I watched he had a Netflix documentary Tony Robbins mm. like a long time ago and that's the only thing I've ever, like I'm not familiar with Gary Vee, not really familiar with any of them. It's not it, really yeah, my thing. It it just doesn't Yeah, it doesn't click I with agree. me. It has I agree. I think come. it's something that's inside, yeah. not for me, the but motivational some people need speak- that like yeah. Need to be some people shaken. they're at that bottom point where like they, they don't do, know what to do. But usually, a lot of people go to these things and then like oh, well, first of all, home. they pay like a thousand dollars. They pay, to be- they'll listen. If they pay, they'll listen. But it just <laughs> seems it seems a little bit cheesy and fake. And maybe I'm wrong. It's all about the audience and who's listening and what they get from it. But for me, I totally agree with you. I mean, it doesn't resonate. Yeah, I mean, I would. I no, no one in this room would go. But I mean, at least people have. I mean, if they want to pay for help, then obviously that's fine. But yeah. there's, maybe there's they no just need way. that. Maybe they need someone screaming in their face. Yeah. To like wake up. Yeah, it just depends yeah. on what works for you. Even like the books I've like I've read like which which book was that? I was like. Not to give a was it don't give a fuck or something like that, but you know what I'm uh, talking about. Yeah. yeah. Not, and then, as I'm reading, I'm like, just get to the point. I just want right. to just tell me. Don't give me like all these no, analogies. No, it's all. The, it's a lot of the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I haven't read it personally, but my ex boyfriend was reading it at one point, and I like, so I like skimmed through it a little bit with him, and I was like, it's just a lot of the same shit over and over with yeah. like different stories. All those books, yeah. yeah all the different books. It's just. It's actually funny because obviously I was on my financial journey and I just recently reread the book that inspired me. Mm. And I was like, wow, this shit is boring. <laughs> yeah, it really was the same thing over and over again. Yeah. But it was something that I needed to read in at order the to, time. At yeah. the time. It helped you. Yeah. And it needs that like repetition because if someone else tells you, it's like, no, it's, it's got to start from within. Even with the. That the, our, our therapy sessions, if you say, or wellness, or whatever you want to call it, I just let the person like speak from theirs. Because if I tell you what it is, then I become like that. Like this is some, this is therapy, this is recovery, this stretch. That's like, well, I'm not, I'm being that person that I don't want to be. So it's like, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call. It. Like when you first asked, I was like, oh, like what do you do? I'm like, whatever you want to call it. And yeah. it's like physical <laughs> therapy and stuff. And which I get flack from my friends, like you're not doing physical therapy. I was like. Well, at this point, what am I doing? Because physical therapy is very confined by what insurance tells you, what your mm-hmm. background learned. I learned a little bit of this, a little bit of that, and it's working for me. Um, I take these physical therapy courses or movement courses, and they, and then from their structure stuff, I shouldn't be able to do anything. So at that point, like, what, like, what do you expect? What do you want me to do? Like, I'm not even playing within the rules anymore. Like, a lot, a lot of healthcare people are starting to go cash based because they see this health. Like the healthcare system, kind of, you know, it's broken. It's not great. Yeah. And like wellness isn't as as big of an issue for insurance. It's more like after you get hurt, let's yeah. take care of you now. Like right. there's stuff you could have done all the way before. Like even when we work, like these little exercises, small, but it's like it layers up to a big thing. So it's like, well, yeah, like 
whatever you want to call it and let's go work at it i know what you've been through the stuff that i'm doing on you isn't nothing new like i said i told you before like all this a lot of stuff i get you can get on amazon there's it's online a bunch of stuff i'm just making sure if you want to use it i'm there for you to use it correctly i can inform you the best i can with the most current knowledge or even if it's just feel good stuff at the end you're paying for a service when you're doing things and you want to feel good sometimes i don't have to go so like medically deep it's like did you feel good great then you have your mental like up your physical body feels up like great then you can move at the end like as much stuff as i'm learning it's so simple now like just movement Mm -hmm. movement mentally like eat don't eat like shit we already know like whatever that means to you just get some movement do stuff that makes you happy and if that happens like you know get sleep stay hydrated you just do those things everything else will be better like you know you could if some people need that needs that structure where you need to plan every single thing so you could achieve that some people are just like yeah just move get around do stuff that makes you feel good and that's what that's like kind of how i've been doing things lately where i just try to keep it simple so now currently you're working mostly with dancers is that correct so the my business that i created this year it's called offset med our main our main demographics dancers um, because a lot of me and my partner which i think is so smart yeah like if you tap into that market it's because i mean dance is only growing Mm -hmm. it'll only get bigger and now you're the first ones to be a part of that as like a physical therapy and just like any other sport they yeah. need someone helping them mm-hmm. on the sidelines, like you were saying. So why is it different with dance? It like, shouldn't be. Treat them better. Yeah. Like, like even if like when people go on tour and stuff, they're up there just as hard as the artists, the, like people that play the instruments, backup singers, but they get like crappy rates and stuff. Like I helped, uh, it was this organization called Dancers Alliance before dancers had full on SAG support. And I was like, holy crap, they're treated like crap why is that like if i compare it to a dancer they do the same amount of like they have longer trainings because they dancers will dance forever lord knows like they just put their body to crap they're always like broke so they're not eating great a lot of times or like you know they just know what they know but the window of what they do is even greater than athletes because what athlete is a hundred percent for the whole game a dancer has to be 100% the whole mm. time. They want they, they mess up once, you could tell. Yeah, you like, can see it in each You know, when you watch a game, yeah. like, oh, there's that, there's one guy that's going to be slacking off. You could do that in other sports. But dance is such, it's, it's I feel like there's, it's more high intensity. Yeah. And there's the artistry into it as well. So it's not just physical. There's a lot of, like, mental and there's a lot of other stuff going on, which I have the highest respect for. And it's it's crazy to see all my friends doing such big things and it's sometimes it's sad for me because i love dance so much and to be around it it's very like um uh, how would you call that like why would i put myself through that torture but now at this point like because you can't dance because i can't dance the way i want to but now i can help people to dance or get still keep dancing and now, now I have like a different joy and it's still part of dance. We left that part out. So in before in high school you were dancing? Yeah. And that's dancing, why you guys were going to that. Yeah. Okay. So we're trying to make it back from San Francisco to make it to the like breaking event. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I think it's so cool that you've like turned an injury into like your business. 
Absolutely. And not only the injury, but also something you're already so passionate about. Mm -hmm. It's like you you operate on so many different sides of the business. Because like I said, you were the patient, you were the dancer. You know, it's really cool. It's just really interesting to, I mean, even with our personal stories, to see what transpired to get you to where you are now, to where you're happy with where you are and what you're doing. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just so so interesting. It's such a windy road, just like the both of us. Yeah. It's really cool. There's no no set path. And then even... So that's what I've been learning as I was, as I'm like doing my licensed healthcare stuff. That's the very set path of schooling, mm-hmm. but my whole life's been like this windy road of like being disabled. Like, what am I supposed to do? I'm supposed to be this as a disabled person, but I'm doing all this stuff. So it's like, it's weird. Like it's all like meshing and syncing together. Finally, like okay, just live my life. Just do what I want to do, and we'll get there. It's just time. Do you yeah. find that when you're out, just like walking around, because you still have I guess a limp or mm-hmm. a drag. Do you think? Do you notice people kind of notice noticing that, or what's people's reactions when they see you? It's different, I guess, on the context of where I'm at, what I'm doing, because it's not, it's not until you see me walking or moving, like, oh, I'm sorry, or like, oh, like you okay? Need help? Like, I was like a different person, like when I was just like standing still, sitting down. So I'd still get people asking or like they want to talk to me and that's where i feel like i can do my biggest thing just education and awareness Uh, most people they have the right heart they just don't know how to ask it especially like there's so many scare like they scare you like oh they you can't talk to them you gotta talk to them like this and that there's like all these like set rules it's like everyone's everyone has their own way of like like talking and it's, it's hard so it's just yeah i just like oh yeah that's just that's, it. if you're coming from a good place like a good heart i'll like like explain and i just kind of share my story like oh thank you and i didn't know it's like that's great now you know a little bit that's you know that's the steps that you could take it's the little steps i feel like makes like the biggest things even like people's like the as there's all these great organizations out there but when i see like a lot of change or all these like news like the news like coverage and things like it's just like this one person that wanted to do good and they just did it and it kind of blossomed organically to this big thing so that's kind of it's kind of cool like i tell my friends like just just start something just do it like because you you know there's all these big companies but they don't are big things big big organization big groups they're trying to do stuff but that you can make that change being that one person you have such a kind like soul it's <laughs> really you. nice to be around i told you yeah and it's nice that you were able to hold on to that through everything that you've been through because again a lot of people would have just crumbled under all of that mm-hmm. and it's, I, that's the big thing when i try to help people out too in the community or actually i started i founded a support group while i was in the rehab hospital because there's a lot of people that couldn't adjust and while I was there for six months, that was like a long period of time that I made friends. So I told the therapist, like, why is there something where we could like hang out afterwards after therapy? And that was such a new concept for them. And which is cool because like, it was like, what, 2003? There was no like these big groups as there are. There's a bunch of like things now, like Facebook and stuff. So we that was like, like, I'm trying to think. That was like Zanga or like <laughs> WordPress. Like, yeah. it was like old school days of stuff. Like, Technology is great now where you could connect with people, but I just wanted a place where you could come and hang, hang out together. So even to this day, it uh, happens twice a month. Like I go back and so there's a combination of people that just left the hospital and newly injured. 
and we kind of talk and converse to kind of help them to what's going on. Having that support system was one of the biggest things for me. So find good people, which yeah. hopefully if you have good energy, you attract this like-minded mm-hmm. people. So yeah. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Thank you, TJ. You're Thank welcome. you. No, thank you guys. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. Yeah. Hey.